What is happening, everybody? Andy Christopher here, aka the Dilf, the dad I listen to frequently, coming back at you with our next rendition of the Dilf Show. So, on this particular episode, we are going to talk about something filthy. And what I mean is, we're going to talk about what happens and how to handle when your child gets sick. So, tentatively, operating title of this show is called The Poop, The Whole Poop. And nothing but the poop. Um, first things first, before diving into and really getting our hands dirty with that uh, with that topic. You see what I did there? Uh, quick announcements, just a minor one, nothing major here to report, except that we are due for baby number two in June of 2023. Yay! Silent round of applause in the background. Maybe I'll add in a round of applause there for this. The, the millions of fans who are are listening and in attendance, but yes, baby number two is on the way. We do know as well that it is going to be a baby girl. So we are over the moon excited. Um, I can tell you that this particular pregnancy is affecting Julia quite a bit more ferociously than the first one. A lot more lethargy, um, a lot more tired overall. Um, had some crazy aversions and some like a lot of nausea in the first trimester. Um, And she's just been battling through it. Absolute warrior. Love you, honey. You are doing great. Let me know what I can do to support you. Um, But she's, she's crushing it so far. And we've been trying to introduce Arlo to the stomach, to sissy, to baby girl that's coming. We even bought him a little doll to, try to help him get to like give the give the doll a baby bottle kind of hang out with it and get used to that presence there just to kind of prepare who knows if it's working there'll be times when he'll look at him big like, oh baby and he'll like pet the baby's head and he'll say bye bye and he'll like try to make sure that the the bottle's in the baby's mouth then there are other times when he'll smack it off the couch and then he'll pick it up and body slam it and say no 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 baby so it's going to, who knows what's coming. Um, I was talking with my buddy and we think that Arlo is going to be some big hulking protector and we are excited to see what comes of that. But yes, baby number two album drops June, 2022. So the, the ride continues. It's going to be fun to simultaneously talk about at that point, almost a three-year-old and then dive right back into all the original stuff and, um, you know, get, get going with items about how we're handling two children, about how we are readapting our lives to, you know, remember the early and infant stages. Maybe I'll go back and listen to a couple of my own episodes because I feel like there's some good stuff in there, but um, very, very excited and, um, and we're ready. You know, definitely different this time around in terms of the mentality Oftentimes in the first trimester, Julia kind of forgot that she was pregnant at times. And so we're ready. We're stoked. Can't wait to can't wait to invite you, little baby girl, into the world. So Arlo's been sick and he's had tummy troubles. He had RSV. He's had ear infections. He's had eye infections. He's had, we're pretty sure he had COVID. Um, about a year and a half ago, and he's, he's got everything. He's been sick, but the tummy troubles were something that we 
were ill prepared for. And so all of us got sick at right around the same time. And what you'll come to expect is that there's going to be this revolving door of sickness. You're going to, you're going to bring stuff back from daycare um, or maybe the parents bring stuff back from the office. Julia works in the hospital. She might bring something back. Nobody knows. But as soon as two of you get healthy, one of, one of you is going to be sick and there's just going to be this door of either one of you sick, two of you sick, or all three of you sick at the same time, or however many kids you have. And if you're all sick at the same time, you know, Godspeed, it's everyone's irritable, everyone's tired and coughing and it's brutal. But with the tummy troubles, we were not prepared for the volume of poo that we experienced. It was a literal shit show. And we were very reactive in terms of what to expect. We really, um, so we transitioned Arlo to, you know, kind of his own big kid's bed and it's, it's on the floor because he's a roller and we knew that anything high up, he's going to roll right off and and hurt himself. And we're going to be dealing with that more than him just sleeping. So he's close to the ground, gives him flexibility and freedom to, to rummage about and he'll sleep on, he'll pull all those covers off in a fit. And then he'll sleep on all those on the other side of the room. Other times he just posts up and he's right in the middle of his bed. You never know what you're going to get. It's like Forrest Gump, but we only had one set of sheets prepared for this who Armageddon that, that transpired. And that would be my first recommendation to you is make sure you have multiple sets of sheets because we had sheets for, and we still have sheets for the crib that he transitioned out of, but oh my goodness, there was so much chaos because he kept, he kept crapping through all his diapers at night. Um, And then, you know, he had really bad diarrhea and it was just like, oh man, this, you feel so bad for your kid. You want to take all the pain away that they ever experienced. And in this particular one, we could tell he just wasn't himself and he was battling through it. He'd have tried to do his normal routine where he'd race around the house or try and do his thing, but he just got worn out so quickly. And then he'd have to, you know, he'd have to poop or something and his diaper would just fill up. And we were not prepared for that. We, we were actually trying to transition him to using, you know, the toilet and it just not in the cards at this point. And, you know, we, we tried the, you know, we tried implementing some of the, the brat diet, you know, if you're not familiar with it, it's bananas, rice, um, something in toast, applesauce, applesauce and toast. And he just still wanted to eat. M&Ms and, you know, marshmallows or whatever he's trying to get his hands on. So we're really trying to balance him out, but not trying to overload him with dairy, really try to keep things under wraps. But it just was so overwhelming to have to do laundry that many times in a row to constantly be wondering and worrying if you heard a fart sound is, is this doomsday again? Do we need to change him completely? Had to throw out a couple really nostalgic and and good pairs of jammies. They lost a lot of good men out there. Lost, lost a lot of good jammies out there. And uh, you know, having those sheets prepared, having many many numerous sets of jammies or or clothes that you can just tap into, is going to be so imperative. And then 
from your perspective, you need to be prepared to stay home from work because, you know, we typically take him to daycare during the day and we, you can't do that. You're not trying to get other people sick. You don't know exactly what you're battling and, um, and they feel like crap. So they don't want to go. They just need their creature comforts. Just give them what they need and take care of them to the best of your ability. I mean, we put on Toy Story, we put on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse, we put on all these things just to make sure he had his little creature comforts going. And if he showed any interest in eating something or wanting something, we we went for it and just said, hey, here you go, buddy. Like, please just try to put some something in your body that's not too aggressive. Um, tons of water needed to make sure it was prepared and um and make sure that he was staying hydrated. We needed to get these hydration packs and he's not a juice drinker. So he tried these things and didn't enjoy them. So just doing all you can to stay proactive in in times like that. And just know that your kid's going to be sick and everyone in the house to some degree is going to be pretty miserable for it. Um, Especially with Julia being pregnant, she's like triple miserable. And, you know, we were changing out our laundry, doing all this stuff. And it's just, we couldn't, keep our sane heads above water. And we all just needed that time to, you know, decompress. And it was so difficult because then he'd wake up in the middle of the night and you just, it was almost like we were back at the starting stages of when he was pooping all the time. And there'd be sounds that you didn't know how to handle. It was a lot like that, believe it or not. And the, you know, you can do everything that you can to prepare to try and not have them be sick, washing hands, but the sickness is going to come. And, um, having, having those things that having, you know, your Tylenol, your, um, your ibuprofen, your, the liquid forms, make sure you have those dialed in, make sure you have, um, any other kind of baby accoutrement, uh, or, or medicines related to helping them through, tummy, tummy problems, or, you know, I don't know, maybe we, maybe we could have tried like sparkling water just to settle his stomach a little bit, but oh man, it was, it was so much shit. It was, it was so hard to deal with. And we, we, we just felt, you know, Hey, we, we need to be a little bit better prepared for this next time. Um, so it's one of those things that when you're actually encountered with it, you you do everything you can to just play defense. But um but man, the house the house was in shambles and it's it kind of falls under the category of things parents don't really talk about. And you know, something you don't talk about at dinner parties because you just do what you have to do. There's so many there's so many diapers flying around and there's so much shrapnel and you're trying to keep yourself clean, trying to keep your baby clean, trying to keep your baby happy. But you know, their little butt gets raw They're They, they like balloon up and then they, it likes like, it's almost, they lose all this weight and then you're worried about them not eating. And there's so many mental factors at play that you're, you're just doing everything you can to make sure that your kid stays clean and as best as they can hydrate it, then the auxiliary factors, make sure they try to eat a little something here and there. Um, 
yeah, we we really we really fought through the muck, um, literally and um, and metaphorically when it comes to what what little Arlito just went through. But um, you know, then you start to see them improve. You start to see them get better. Let them let them go for all their you know typical foods after a certain point. If they poop it out again, I, I learned that sometimes the diarrhea can last for up to three weeks. We saw our pediatrician and, you know, it seemed like he'd kind of gotten better. Then he got worse again and he probably got worse because of this ear infection. And then he was swallowing all this gunk from his nose and then the diarrhea kept happening. But just know that the diarrhea and the poop can continue for quite some time. And it's really up to you as to whether or not you want to take your child to see the doctor, you know, don't panic right at the onsets and really allow them to just kind of go through the natural course of being sick. Cause as much as you want them to just be healthy right away, building up that immunity is a good thing. And we know that since Arlo was born during COVID, he got sick by almost everything that was hitting him as soon as he went out into the real world. So we're trying to, get him to build up his, uh, his immunity and his antibodies all over again, because he had pretty much 18 to 24 months where he was in, he was kind of like his own little bubble boy. He was just sheltered and protected. And we took him out in public, but it wasn't a whole lot of interaction and he didn't have the chance to kind of build that strength up internally. And now he's doing it and he's kind of suffering the consequences because we've been sick for what feels like almost four months, just some type of sickness keeps hitting us. So don't be afraid to lean on the things that'll make them feel better in, you know, in kind of somewhat frequent doses, not just like drugging your kid or anything, but the Tylenol is okay. The ibuprofen is okay. And make sure you you've got your thermometer and you're you're checking their temperature to make sure that the tummy troubles aren't a result of something else and they're you know their heat spiking or something like that. Um, it's also really funny because Arlo, we're we're fighting off his ear infection right now with amoxicillin, and he loves the taste of this particular set of meds. But other meds, he just refused to eat. He'll fight with a furious passion. Um, he can't get the little liquid dropper in his mouth. He refuses to open his mouth to let us look in, which is tough sometimes because he'll, he'll, swall- he'll put a button in his mouth. He has this little stamp cap that he just put in his mouth. It's like, dude, you can't do that. <laughs> what do you, please open your mouth. And then he'll bite down your finger and it, it leads to a whole other set of frustrations. All part of the joy of being a, being a parent. But um, yeah, remember, I, I think it was, um, I can't remember. There was a comedian who did a thing about, you know, you're trying to give your kid medicine and they're saying, ew. And he's like, screw you. Ew. Are you kidding me? This thing's going to make you better. Just take it. You don't understand why they can't take it. So you have to help them understand that this is something that people take when they're sick and it's going to help make you feel better. And, you know, just like they like their regular foods, this is something that's going to help them eat that faster. So try to make everything you can relatable, especially if they don't like the taste of the medicine. Um, but, um, but yeah, just, just be prepared with lots of diapers, be prepared with extra jammies, extra sheets. I'd say at least three sets of sheets to, to be safe. If you don't want to be doing laundry the entire time, but you're going to, you, you, I want to invest in some OxyClean, maybe some spot cleaner to get things moving a little bit faster um, upon throwing it into the washing machine. Um, 
And then from there, it's, um, you know, just making sure that you have those foods that are going to be drier and easier to consume, easier on their stomach. And, um, and then just take care of them, hold them. He was so snuggly, so adorable during this time. He would like curl up to us and you could tell he just wasn't feeling good. But the other side of you is like, damn, I missed this time when you were like eight months old and you just wanted to snuggle in my arms. And, um, but then when he busts out of it, he started talking, you know, a thousand, thousand words a minute, just, just shooting from the hip, going back into his usual routine. And it seems like he's, he's bouncing back nicely. So just know that it's going to run its course when it does. My stomach problems only took about 24 hours. Julia's took about 48 to 72, excuse me. His were almost 10 days and, um, you never know exactly how it's going to be as you're fighting through it. But just being prepared for handling the sickness is going to be a lot better for you than just trying to avoid it altogether. Because remember, they do got to build up those antibodies. So um, have you have you handled a really crazy set of circumstances when it comes to your child having tummy problems or your child being you know under the weather? Let me know if you if you do have any stories, anything to share. It's it's kind of crazy because even though Julie's a doctor. It's hard for her to see these things, but she is so sharp and aware about when he's about to be sick. I feel like moms have that sixth sense, that intuition about when their baby is going to be sick. It's incredible. Um, she's always 12 hours, 24 hours ahead of when he actually gets sick. So if you want to share any of those stories or you need any help, please feel free to let me know. I was, um, I thought it'd be a fun thing to end with just a few <coughs> rapid fire questions that, um, that you can kind of use with your children. You can use in, I don't know, wherever you want really, but I just want to answer a couple of random questions. Cause I was looking on answer the public. And then I'm just like, Hey, you know what, what if we just, what if we just did a little, little round the horn, maybe, maybe three or four of these, and you can use these as conversation starters with your young kids, with your, um, with your older kids, because it just provides you a little different fodder to speak to them in a different manner. Maybe they're really into a movie and you want to know what movie character they want to be and why, depending upon where they're at and they're speaking, but let's, uh, let's pick some random ones and let's see. So I'm just kind of, just kind of scrolling through here. Okay. So the first one is first, if you had to be a Disney character, which would you be? Oh man. Loaded question there, but I, probably have to go with Aladdin. Um, Aladdin's a stud. He's really, really savvy, really, really street smart. Obviously his best friend is a genie. He, um, and he, and he lands uh, princess Jasmine. I mean, that's, that's a life anyone would want to live. And he, he went from being super poor and then he kind of like asked backward, went, walked his way into becoming the Sultan. Like, dude, what a, what a baller right there. So if I had to be anyone, I'd be Aladdin. Um, what one thing is just the cutest? Oh my gosh, that's a tough question. One thing that's the cutest? I think it's adorable when you see old people, like over 80, going on a walk and and holding hands. I mean, so much of what my son does is adorable and we've had Jack the dog and my wife, Julia is adorable at times, but if it's just a, an objective thing, when you see old people who've been together for 40, 50, 60 years, and they're walking in the middle of the street 
or not Mill Street. They're walking on the sidewalk and they're holding hands and they just are out on a nice day, taking in the sights and just so happy to be in each other's presence. That to me is next level cute. Good for you. If you could have an unlimited supply of one thing, what would it be? Unlimited supply? Man, I feel like I want to say something practical, like band-aids or something, but that's that only comes into play every so often. I feel like I would want an unlimited supply. <laughs> an unlimited supply of barbecue sauce. But I'd have to be able to pick what type of barbecue sauce it was each time. Maybe that's too complex. Maybe ranch. Probably an unlimited supply of ranch. That's that's a pretty safe one for me. All right, we'll do one more. Let's see right here. If your life was a story, what would it be titled? Oh my God, I was just talking to um, my my best friend, Matt, about this. Good at everything, great at nothing. It's kind of sad, but that's what it would be titled. I feel like I do a lot of things decently well. I'm just not really great at one specific thing. We joke that that's what my tombstone's going to say. So if it would be Andy Christopher, good at everything, great at nothing. That's what my book would be titled. Okay, I'm going to keep uh, keep this one short. I'm going to respect your time. I thank you so much for tuning in. Let me know if you had any thoughts on the episode. Don't be afraid to interact with us on our socials at The Dilf Show. You can check out all these episodes on repeats, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever it is drop a review, drop some stars, whatever it is, please let me know. We've also got our, the Dill show at gmail.com account to shoot me a, shoot me a direct message, shoot me a, a, a post, a reel tag us in whatever you think is funny. Uh, if you're making dad or, or mom or parenting memes, we'd love to be a part of that and love to extend the reach a little bit. Um, so yeah, that is all I got for you today. This is Andy Christopher, the Dilf signing off. I love you. And there is absolutely nothing you can do about it. Thank you so much for listening.